Today's conversation is, if I fail, they will laugh. Welcome to the Functioning Overthinkers Weekly Podcast. Here, we will discuss the healthy limits of overthinking and are reminded to not be anxious about anything, but to trust God in everything. I'm your host, Shanice Sadler. <laughs> Hi, fellow overthinkers. Did y'all miss me last week? Oh my gosh. So last week was my birthday. I took a trip to Vegas with Laboo and La France. It was an, uh, an amazing time. It was an awesome time. It was just a well needed break to just chill out and just to get some laughter in and to just do nothing, you know, just to breathe in some new air. <laughs> some new money. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it was an awesome time. And because I left you guys hanging for a week, I low-key feel bad somewhat. And so I have a surprise for you all at the end of this episode. I'm going to reveal what it is. So stick around and stick through this conversation while we get it, get into it today. By the way, thank you guys for the feedback on the website. I appreciate it. If you are looking to join in on the conversation, you may do so at thefunctioningoverthinker.com. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. And with that said, now let's dive into today's conversation. So today we're going to discuss what it means to fail and being a failure. Failure, failure, failure. The thing with failing is that it consumes us once we let it. The emotion that being a failure triggers, triggers other instances of failing. Most times it's the gift that keeps on giving and the gift that no one wants to receive. When we fail, we feel like the whole world is there to experience it. And we are the laughing stock in conversation amongst people that we may never hear. Failing brings about a lot of things that we as humans do not know how to contain or we do not want to deal with. The thing is, though, failure is inevitable, and that is what we need to understand. Failing is something that we all have to go through as growing pains. Think about it. Most of your successes stem from having to hear about others failing or having yourself fail. Which way or whichever way it was, There was an unpleasant situation that happened first before you were able to succeed. So whether it's your failure or failure of someone else, something unpleasant happened. And that's where success lies, right? It is common, but it is very, very needed. So what do you do when you fail? And before we get into that, we need to explore the meaning of failure. Because what is failure? The easiest and the most complex answer that one may tell you is that failure is a lack of success. But like, what is then success? The reason why this definition is complex in nature is because success is relative and is structured by a person or an entity. That's right. The meaning or the epitome of being a success is realized person by person, culture by culture, business by business, association by association, it is rested on something or someone. 
So therefore, accomplishing something in your time and space right now may be different than this time next year because there will be different goals and expectations that are set up for you to meet. That being said, let's think about it, right? Why do different people have different paths to success? That's because success will look different for everyone, regardless of being in the same space, regardless of being in the same role. We have to get over our self-defined hurdle. So not because we're both, let's say, product managers or let's say we're both coaches or let's say we're both mentors in some capacity, right? That means that our path to success will be the same. It's not defined by role. It's really defined by character. That's what success is. Because if we're all given the same tools, we're all given the same goals, what's rested on us accomplishing those goals is who we are as a person or mindset how we tackle things. Because what may be hard for me to do may be difficult for, I mean, may be easy for someone else to do, right? What may be easy for me to accomplish may be difficult for someone else to accomplish. Because these are self-defined things. What are the hurdles that are holding you back? I love to define things because defining things helps us to be all on the same playing field. And now that we understand what the definition of being a failure is and what success means, I am going to say this next thing with my whole chest. Because failure is uniquely defined for everyone, stop comparing yourself to those that are in your circle or otherwise. Comparison kills and it is the thief of joy. You will never be like someone else. You will never be like someone else. You need to stop comparing. You need to stop thinking that you're going to fail without even trying first. So when you think about a season that you've went through or you're going through currently that you may have failed or is failing, the thing to think about is that you can try again that this is not the end all be all. Because remember, right? Success rests on accomplishing certain requirements. And if you're failing right now, that just means that you missed a step. That just means that you didn't understand an assignment. You didn't accomplish something well. So because you now know what to do, you jot that thing down and you go over the processes of things and try to accomplish that thing again. But the thing is, sometimes we think we're failing without actually failing. And that's because we mentally fail before we can even physically or emotionally fail otherwise. So we give up before we even could try. This is not the season for that. So we need to shake it up a bit. What is something that you have set out to do right now that you set out to accomplish right now that you're finding it difficult to do it. Write that thing down and let's explore that thing. This conversation can really go in 10 different ways when it comes on to looking at the meaning of failure and how we sometimes cripple ourselves before giving ourselves the opportunity. However, today's perspective is all from the self-derivative portion of it. And I'm speaking to those that are mentally failing. Sounds weird, but hear me out. Being a failure can be mental. Remember, 
A failure is someone that have been unsuccessful at accomplishing anything. And so if you're mentally spent, then you are failing at so many things right now. Seeing that we are observing Mental Health Month this month, it is important to highlight the importance of mental health. And if we don't take time to offload some of the things that are weighing us down, we will forever fail at many things before we start. At the beginning of this conversation, I told you guys I took a trip and that trip meant a lot. Because honestly, I was at a point where my mind was just all over the place. I needed time to slow down. Mental health. I needed to think about me and nothing else. And that's okay sometimes. Having that space to be selfish, not having to think about work, not having to think about kids, not having to think about just anyone but yourself is important because you are regaining and refocusing, right? Your mental health is important. And if your mental health is well spent or it's caught up or you're just stressed out and overwhelmed with a lot of things, then you have failed at many things that you want to accomplish already. Isn't that weird? Like you have so many goals and because your mental health is spent, because you are overwhelmed with work, you can't even focus on the other goals that you have. So that means you've already failed at accomplishing those goals. And so this is why we need to take a step back and to observe what we're actually putting in our minds, what we're actually focusing our energy on, what we, what actually means something to us, because we go through life and we do other things that means well for other people. But what is important to you? What do you want to accomplish? What are some of your goals that are on the back burner? Right. And so. Why do you think that before you set out to do anything at all, you need to have a mindset shift or a personal clarity session? Because everything that you want to accomplish starts with your mental. So you think it, so is a man. Your mind is where rivers of anything flow, whether it be a river of confusion, whether it be a river of clarity, whether it be a river of happiness, sadness. That's where it all starts. So your mind has to be well before you set out to accomplish anything at all. That's why in my business coaching sessions, I speak about the mental first because it all comes down to how you tackle and deal with failures, mishaps before it actually happens. So many people go through failing and being a failure for a season or a time in their lives. And the toll that it takes on them is so bad that they cannot even recover from these uh, mishaps. And so setting your mind up for failure doesn't mean that you're expecting to fail. It just literally means that when it does happen, because remember, it's inevitable in some situations, you're not going to fail in every situation, but failing is inevitable at some point in your time in your life, knowing that whatever goal you're setting out to accomplish, you have to hedge your risk. So when, if, or it happens, you are able to handle it efficiently. And that is important when you're, you know, going through anything and yeah, that's how I start my business coaching sessions, learning to gain clarity and to really go through a mental shift 
Because I'm telling you, if your mind isn't set right for something, you'll never accomplish it. So how exactly are you handling your capacity to see beyond your experiences and to continue seeing life as having new opportunities, new possibilities? Are you giving up promotions at your job because you're scared of not doing the right thing? Are you turning down the ability to open up a new business venture because of imposter syndrome? What is this self-derived failure that you're holding on to? The thing is, most of us hold on to these experiences as a cushion to never try again. I do not want to get married because everyone in my family has failed, okay? Or I have a list tongue, so speaking to others in a public forum isn't good because no one will understand me, okay? Or I do not want to have kids because I don't think I have a great example of what being a good mother is like, so I'll never be one, okay? Or everyone around me has their master's degree, so they're better suited for a CEO position because they're better learned, okay? These are all things that you told yourself that you can't do because of your mind. It never happened. You never actually go through the steps and failed. You never actually taken the the, the plunge at it. You just thought these things up because it could be past experiences, to be honest, but you didn't take a shot at this exact goal because you are scared or because of things that people may have said to you. The thing is, my friend, that all these scenarios are self-defined failures because in none of these situations, you've actually tried it for yourself. In order to be successful, we literally have to push past these things. Like seriously, what if you became a kick-ass mother, but you would have never known because you've already deemed yourself unworthy? Now, the caveat to this is if you're physically and not mentally well to truly accomplish what it is needed to achieve these successes that you may want to, then that is a legitimate reason. Legitimate. However, if you're simply just shying away to avoid people's input and displeasure, then you will never feel what true success feels like. That success that you've been longing for, not what other people have put on you. I mean, the one that you literally from the time of existence have said to yourself, this is what I want. I want to become a doctor. That success feels so good when it comes from within. And before conversations, I spoke about people-pleasing and imposter syndrome. And those are two reasons why we never want to face failure head-on, but rather to create scenarios to avoid failing. Now go on over to those conversations after this one if you want to hear what we spoke about and if you want to dig deeper. But truly, 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 failing sucks. It really does. It sucks and that's just the truth. Not being fulfilled because of hypothetical things sucks. And I have been there and is still there in some capacity of my life. Have you ever heard the saying, scared money does not make money? I have definitely learned that definition last week in Vegas. But anyways, let's keep moving on. I want you to apply that to your life. That saying, scared money does not make money. But we're going to tweak it a little bit. And we're going to say being scared of success does not reap success. 
Being scared of success does not reap success. You cannot want to be successful without trying to be successful. We all want this and we want to say, oh, you know, I want a million dollars by I'm 30 or I want to retire by I'm 45. But you're not actually doing anything to really achieve it. Remember, success is accomplishing a series of goals set out by a person or a thing. That's all it is. It's a series of things that you need to do in order to be successful. So in order to thrive for success, there are a series of things that needs to be done before you reap that reward. So whatever it is that you want to accomplish, whatever that is for you, write down the steps and then you expound on ways to get there. Some successes may require more than others, but do not be intimidated by that. Work the smaller steps before you get to the larger goals. For example, let me give you a real life example here. With starting this podcast, I had to really shift my mind. There were some personal goals I had to literally do or accomplish before even diving into the technicalities of what it means to be a podcaster. So this is even without like researching podcasting or what it means to be a podcaster. Like none of that. I haven't even done any of that until like a year in because I had personal things I had to get over. Some hoops. This podcast was in motion since almost two years ago. And because I needed to mentally shed some things, that's why it took that long of a time. I didn't want to start something that I was not mentally prepared for. And we have to be honest with ourselves with that because we're not trying to set ourselves up for failure. We're trying to understand that failure exists. And so we have to try on our end to do the steps of things in order to combat failing, even though it's inevitable. You're not going to fail in all cases of life. You're just going to fail in life at some point in life, right? And so doing this podcast, I needed to shed some mental stresses, some things that were holding me back because this is one thing I I do not want to fail at. I do not want to fail at podcasting. And so, yeah, had to go through the motions before I could even sit down in front of a mic to record. Now that I've accomplished all these preliminary goals to start the podcast, I still do have a list of other things that I need to sharpen to continue the podcast. So as you see there, right, even when you uncover or you get to a point or a level of success, there are things that you have to continue doing to maintain that success. It's not a one-time done deal because yes, now I have started the podcast. That was a success of mine, right? Now I have to continue the podcast. Now I have to grow the podcast. Now I have to start interviewing people because these are things that I want to do. These are things that I target as success for my podcast, right? Now I have to put things in motion. So you're always, always, always having to redefine what success is because you're going to get over the first hurdle of success and you're going to plateau if you don't maintain that drive to succeed. 
that drive to continue to accomplish things, that drive to never fail, right? That drive, because it is a drive to not fail. So you have to maintain that. You have to have that fire burning, that fire going, because there's more to it than just getting to point A. Now you have to get to point B. Now you have to get to point C. Now you have to get to point D. What are the different steps that you need to accomplish? It's like a business, writing a business plan. It's not just a one-time done deal. Your first business plan may look totally different than a year's worth of business um, things that you accomplish. Because now that you have had a year under your belt, there may be things that you want to change. There may be missions that you have to change, visions that you have to change. Just everything changes with time and experience. And so that brings me to this point that you have to allow yourself grace. That was another conversation I did a while back. Allowing yourself grace, knowing that you will have to pivot at some point in life, but that didn't mean that at that point a year ago, you weren't successful. So allowing yourself grace. There is no step-by-step guide for your mental, literally. There are learned practices that can help you, but it all comes down to your strength to apply and to grow. Trying to avoid failure is a failure waiting to happen. That's it. You should always plan, plan, plan for the worst just because life is full of risks. Life can go left. As my, in the famous words of my brother, hedge your risk. What are some things that you are willing to risk? Every success that you want to accomplish, it has a risk. If you decide that you want to buy a car, right? And you have to save to buy this car. You may be risking putting the money elsewhere because you are aggressively saving to buy a car. Now, that's a soft risk. That's not a risk that may, I mean, cause a great problem, but it's a risk in and of itself. Another risk could be something as simple as you wanting to change jobs, knowing that you are going into a new environment, having to deal with new personalities, having to learn new people. It's a risk as well. It may be a soft risk, but it is a risk because what if you don't end up liking that new job? What if you realize that that new space isn't for you? Then you would have felt like you've done nothing or you have to start over again because you failed at choosing a job that was right for you. Like it's, it's these small things that people hamper on, but it is a risk, right? It is a risk. Call it what it is. It is a risk. And so you have to edge your risk. Now that you are saving to buy the car, what are some of the steps or what are some of the things that you could do to not put your life in limbo because of this car? Or if you started a new job and you don't like it, what are some of the things that you could do to enjoy the job while you look for another job? Like, what are the things that you can do to pivot? All <laughs> right, you got it. Like, whatever decisions you make in life, you can pivot. You're flexible, you're knowledgeable, and you got this. As I mentioned in my previous conversation, you are worthy of success and you are worthy of being successful. Do not let yourself stand in the way of yourself. Thank you for tuning into this message. 
Do not forget to subscribe and to leave a review to let me know what resonated with you the most. Next week, we are going to dive into the conversation. Should I do A or B? Which will be a segue from this conversation. But before you go, there is a surprise episode that is coming out tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. Until next time, stay functioning. You are bomb.com. Bye.